The Growing Destinations podcast is brought to you by Experience Rochester. Learn more about Minnesota's third largest city, which is home to Mayo Clinic and features wonderful recreational and entertainment opportunities by visiting experiencerochestermn.com. Opening a restaurant is a very big commitment. You sacrifice a lot of your time with your families, time to hang out, time to do what you like to do. Restaurant is like your baby. Like you, you need to nurture your baby. You need to feed them. You need to give love. So you need to have to have a lot of passion, a lot of a hot, you need to work really, really hard to have this restaurant to be successful. Welcome to the Growing Destinations Podcast, where we take a deep dive into destination development and focus on a wide range of topics from tourism and entertainment to economic development and entrepreneurism, and much more. I'm your host, Bill Von Bank. Sammy Lou grew up in the restaurant business in Malaysia. So when she moved to Rochester, Minnesota in 2004, it didn't take her long to turn her passion for food into business opportunities. She currently owns and operates a sushi restaurant and a European-style cafe in Rochester. Sammy says navigating the regulatory process can be challenging, but it's not a deterrent. She's planning on opening two new Asian-inspired restaurants in downtown Rochester this year. Sammy Liu, welcome to the Growing Destinations podcast. Thank you for having me here. Sammy, you're a restaurateur in Rochester, Minnesota, and the owner of two distinct restaurants. We're going to talk a lot about that in just a bit, but I want to learn more about you. I grew up in Malaysia. I came by here in 2004 to Rochester, Minnesota, because my family, my mom, she's here with with her new family. And she told me like, why not come by to Rochester and take a look, see what do you think? Did you like it or not? And I've been watching a lot of uh, California, like, you know, show on the TV. And I thought that Rochester <laughs> looked exactly like California. So I was like very excited. But the moment when I came here in August, I was like, oh, that's not what I thought. <laughs> but here comes the snow. I was very excited for the first year of the snow. But then after that, later on, I'll be like, oh, no, no, no snow. <laughs> Not a big fan of it. <laughs> but you've been here a long time. Yes, exactly. Going to be 19 years. What keeps you in Rochester since it wasn't exactly what you thought it was from TV? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the longer I stay here, I feel that the the friendless of the people, the communities really, and also brought me, like, made me want to stay here longer. My friends and my children and also my businesses. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity in Rochester to uh, own a restaurant and small businesses. So that's why I make uh, Rochester my home. Sammy, you own and operate two restaurants in Rochester. Can you tell us about them? Otoru Sushi has opened uh, in the year of 2016. We are specialized in Japanese food and contemporary sushi roll. We serve 30 different kinds of sushi roll in, on the contemporary from uh, fresh sushi to cooked sushi. And then for kitchen entree, we have like teriyaki, noodles, and fried rice. So we have non-sushi and sushi lover. And also we have vegetarian sushi roll in Otori Sushi. Do you create the menu? Yes, I created uh, the menu since my first sushi restaurant that I opened in 2008. Okay, and then just in the past year, you opened another restaurant, more of a European-style cafe, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, Mezzanine is a concept that I brought into Rochester because I feel like uh, Rochester needs something more different type of 
cafe, like more like a cozy, you know, chair, beautiful ambience. It actually brings back home for a lot of uh, Mediterraneans and more like a London kind of feel into this cafe. You opened Mezzanine Bakery and Cafe in the middle of a pandemic. Were you nervous about that? Yeah. I mean, opening uh, another restaurant during pandemic in especially in downtown I'm nervous about it but also excited because I feel like Rochester is ready for have this kind of concept of cafe where did your interest in food come from well I'm growing up uh, in a family that my dad owned a lot of restaurants in Malaysia so growing up with foods and all the passion of uh, running uh, restaurant businesses since I'm very young. So it just makes me feel like when I grow up, this is what I want to be. I want to be a restaurant owner. There was never a doubt. Never. This is what I go to school for. I went to school for business, marketing, and sales, but I'm kind of minor in like food, F&B. Did you work within the industry growing up? Yes, yes. I started working and helping my father in a restaurant when I was 12 years old. Long time. (laughs) Yes, yes. In Rochester, you have an Asian-inspired sushi restaurant, and then you have a European-inspired cafe. How do you think about the concepts and bring them to life? When I first opened a sushi restaurant, there's no sushi restaurant yet in Rochester. I mean, there's one, but then I feel like we need something, you know, like, a sushi restaurant because I feel Rochester are ready for that. So throughout that, we opened uh, a sushi restaurant. And then it seems like it's very successful. All the community are supporting the business and everything. For Menza 9, opening it is like we need something different, something more unique for downtown to bring more downtown more like happening again, especially after the pandemic. Speaking of the pandemic, you have two restaurants open during the pandemic. How did you survive? I mean, you opened one during it, and then the other you had already opened. How did you survive, and what new twists did you do to to keep business? For Otori, we used to be a dining restaurant, but then we changed the concept into drive-thru and takeout during the pandemic. And the drive-thru that we had in there really support our business throughout this pandemic. And then for Mesa, we focus on a lot of a to-go-to. We have a delivery and all that. It really helps the pandemics during the pandemics or in the middle of the pandemic. Sammy, coming out of the pandemic, what have you learned about yourself? I learned to be more grateful, for grateful that for what we have in here. I'm grateful for my family a lot. And especially, I'm grateful for the Rochester community, how much they support me throughout the whole pandemic time in Otori Sushi, how they come to pick up to go and, you know, every single night as much as they can throughout this whole pandemic, they'll be like, there's no dining in the restaurant, but they still support me on the delivery and takeout. So I really appreciate for the Rochester community, like supporting small businesses. And I really hope that in the next Next future that we saw, we will see that more Rochester community supporting local businesses and small businesses. What are some of the challenges you faced as you started your restaurants? When we first opened a business, we have like challenges like facing like how to apply for a food licensing, the permit for us from the city to remodel the business and then also 
the food supply, where do you get from? And all that is the challenge that we, we have, especially the money from the, we need a money, like we need a loan from the bank. And that is also a challenge that we're facing during all this, when we try to open the business. Did you have to figure it out for yourself or did you have support? When I opened Otori, from the experience that I have, we first thing we need to know is that we need to get support from like Homestead County, the cities, and also, you know, some of the, how we apply the permit and everything. So then we need to like bring all these people that are going to involve to getting your permit and your license to involve in your restaurant. So you means like before you do anything, you should have to ask their assistant, their advice, so that it's easy for you to apply and go through all that to opening a, your own restaurant. Are there additional challenges? Some of the challenge that I faced when I opening the restaurant is like, how do you like, uh, first, first, how do you find a, a, a space for the restaurant? Second is that applying the permits for uh, permits for renovation your restaurant, the permit for uh, for food licensing, and all the rules and regulations that they have for opening a new restaurant. I mean, every single year they do have a new rules that that's changed. They need to fix, and then they have to like like few years back we do not need to build in any grease trap. But these few years, we need to be in grease trap for the sewer system. So something like that, the cost of implementing into the restaurant, and you kind of know how to do it. Like you need to make sure that all the rules and regulations, they always keep on changing. We have to keep on updating it. So we have to follow that. That's a challenge that we have. When you started, I think you said you started your first restaurant in 2007 mm-hmm. and, and fast forward yeah. now to 2023. Yeah. Has it gotten easier? Uh, no. no. Actually, it's a little bit more challenging than before. I feel like in in a year 2007, the rules are more leaner. I'm mean, not leaner, it's like it's more, it's not like as difficult as now that you need to, I feel like the rules now are more strict. They are more difficult to, to do it. Which hasn't stopped you from wanting to continue. No. <laughs> That's why when you open an, uh, a new businesses, you have to work with like the people that know all this, the organization that like a homestead county, you know, like a, in the cities, you need to work together with your interior design and your architecture so that you know what is the new rules they have, what kind of uh, things they need. You are a successful BIPOC restaurateur in Rochester, and you know a lot of friends and, and people in the community that want to follow in your footsteps, but what can be done to help the BIPOC community grow their footprint in the restaurant business, specifically in Rochester? I feel like we should have like like a small organization that focus on this BIPOC, for especially for minority, for women, for doing businesses. We should have that kind of some kind of organization that hosting it to give information and how can we open a restaurant? Because if you don't have any experience opening a restaurant or small businesses, it's very difficult to do this. It would take you a long time, a long process to have this going on. That my, one of my friends that work with, they work with the small businesses for women. I feel like we should have this more frequently for all the people that are interested in doing these businesses. What's your long-term growth strategy? Keep on building the brand for Otori and Meza. I want to building a brand for Otori that when you think about sushi, you think about Otori sushi. And for Meza, if you want dessert, 
Mezzanine is your choice to be. And also that this coming summer. Summer of 2023. Yes. Summer of 2023. I will be opening two more businesses in Rochester. Where in Rochester? In downtown. Oh, In downtown nice. Rochester. So stay tuned. <laughs> Can you share some details about are the concepts for the restaurants? Both of the restaurants will focus on Asian culture. So we want to bring a little bit food cuisine that Rochester have not have yet. We was thinking about we are going to do a, a modern Korean eats. So and then we're going to open another speakeasy, but it's like an old Shanghai speakeasy. Are you able to share where these locations will be? Yeah, actually, uh, we had it. Open, we're going to open in the former space of Hefe Rojo and Newt's. Right downtown. Yes. Right, right in the downtown. heart of downtown. The restaurant industry can be a tough industry with low margins, long hours, and throw in a pandemic and it can be painful. What's your formula for a successful restaurant today? For a successful business, first thing is very important is your passion. Of course, your vision. And the third is that your employees your employees is your biggest asset that you have for running a successful restaurant because it's always about teamwork. If you have a good crew that supporting your back, then your restaurant will be success. Without my great team, I don't think that I would be able to open more restaurants because I have amazing staff that been running the restaurant for me and my cafe so that I can be here today talking this podcast. <laughs> do you have any issues with hiring staff? I'm very grateful though. I do not have any problem hiring employee. Like I say, I'm very grateful for all my crews that have been working for me for quite some time, more than five to six years now. You have one restaurant in the heart of downtown Rochester, and pretty soon you're going to be operating three of them yeah. uh, with or- Otori Sushi outside of downtown. Yeah. As you think about downtown Rochester and the, and its future and how it can grow and, and reimagine into the next city of the future, what are some thoughts you have to grow business downtown and get people excited to come to downtown Rochester? I feel like downtown Rochester is to have more varieties, type of cuisine, type of culture. Food. I mean, like, I understand that we have, like, few kind of cuisine, but I, we think we need more diversity, Different type. Not, we don't just stick on one kind of cuisine and on a, every single restaurant. I feel like we should have different, different type of cuisine, different type of uh, wow factor f- uh, cuisine that we can bring people in back to downtown. Because I feel like downtown has potentials because when I first came to Rochester, downtown is the booming place. Everywhere you go, there's a lot of restaurants in downtown. But just like after the pandemic, I mean, downtown it's not doing so well, but I believe that in the next few years, downtown will come back again. Well, you're opening two new restaurants, so you obviously have a lot of faith. Yes, yes, actually, I really do. I know that in the next few years, downtown will be booming again. What advice would you give to someone wanting to open a restaurant? Know what you're doing. Really know what you're doing. It's like opening a restaurant is a very big commitment. You sacrifice a lot of your time with your families, time to hang out, time to do what you like to do. Restaurant is like your baby. Like you, you need to nurture your baby. You need to feed them. You need to give love. So you need to have to have a lot of passion, a lot of a hard, you need to work really, really hard 
to have this restaurant to be successful. What do you love about the restaurant industry? When a customer came in and ordered the sushi, when they put that in their mouth and they'll be smiling and they're nodding their head and they will be like, oh my goodness, this is the delicious sushi. They are so, the, the moment you see the expression, the face, that is the best part and why I keep on doing what I'm doing right now. The happiness, the joy of the food. It makes him happy. Sammy Lou, I can see the joy on your face just speaking about that. Thank you for being our guest today on Growing Destinations Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Growing Destinations Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Experience Rochester. Find out more about Rochester, Minnesota and its growing arts and culture scene, its international culinary flavors, and award-winning craft beer by visiting experiencerochestermn.com.